0: Defense doesn't just win championships. Sometimes it wins fantasy leagues.
1: And their defensive line, especially the interior, is getting better. Big Zua, Watkins, they can rotate guys in. So he isn't really a tackle-heavy guy at this point, but he's a top 15 linebacker to do those big plays over the past four weeks.
0: This is the IDP Heat Seekers.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It is... Monday, April 17th, 2023. This is season three, episode eight already of the IDP Heat Seekers brought to you by rotoheat.com. I am Craig Reith. With me as always is Austin. Austin, how is Monday treating you?
0: It's amazing. Our favorite day of the week, of course. And uh, we have a really great show lined up for you guys today. Probably one of the most important positions on the IDP side of of the ball. And uh, so really excited to get to talking about these players. And when I you know, scouting this class, one of the things I think I told you early on was like, man, this class really feels deep at the edge position. Um, and that's a mix of, you know, it, we say edge and that's such a broad term. It's so weird trying to identify players and trying to figure out what position they'll play in the NFL with the NFL kind of transitioning to like, what is an edge? It's could be an outside linebacker. It could be your traditional like defensive end edge rusher who just you know basically rushes the quarterback so um it's getting interesting to try to define that position but i think that's what makes the the discussion all that more fun is you know you you get to have a lot more diversity in in this group of of guys and and for that you see a lot more talent and uh, i think the nfl recognizes that as well
1: yeah so it varies by site If your site incorporates the edge position at all i don't know like flea flicker does offhand is for one of them, and there's a couple others that are changing it. You know, MFL does a whole bunch of positional changes, and you can go to true position on there. But really what this does, if you have an edge position, you're grouping what are considered traditional 4-3 defensive ends and 3-4 outside linebackers because of the way that they score, and then they make plays on the field in similar fashion. It was just easier to group them together instead of having the outside linebackers with your traditional middle of the linebacking core middle of the field guys, you know, on-ball linebackers. And then the same thing, defensive ends like, you know, Miles Garrett doesn't necessarily do the same thing as a defensive tackle like Quinton Williams. So it's just trying to even out the scoring and how that goes. This is not going to be perfect tonight by any means because these guys don't have positions in the NFL. And even the same thing last week we mentioned it because you're gonna not going to hear us talk about Tyree Wilson. Well, why? I we talked about defensive linemen last week. We don't know what he's going to be at the NFL level. So if you have questions about someone that you don't think we'll get to, don't know if we already got to, throw them in the chat. We can let you know if we got to him or not, or maybe we'll get to him tonight. And, of course, if it's someone that we don't get to at all, hit us up on Twitter. You can see our handles down there, Roto Heat Discord, Roto Heat, Fa- Roto Heat Facebook, all over the place. You can find us, so let us know. But with that, Austin, who do you want to start us off with tonight?
0: uh let's start us off with somebody exciting although let's not give give all the best away um <clears throat> this guy was somebody that when i watched the film i think that he was one of like the i don't know top three to five guys that i was just like most impressed with and could probably even go, i i think by the end of this we're going to be like yeah he was probably ranked too low and that's too to a um he's going to be 21 years old this season Um, he's a three-star prospect coming out of high school in 2020. He spent three years at USC. Uh, he was the, he was a Polynesian football player of the year, uh, Pat Tillman, defensive player of the year, Morris trophy winner, and a unanimous all American in 2022. Um, he was first team all pac 12 in 2021 and 2022. So just tons and tons of accolades, six foot four, 290 pounds, very exciting, uh, player from a physical standpoint and then you look at the numbers you know what he was able to do last year 13 and a half sacks 22 tackles for loss Uh, he wasn't super effective as far as just total tackles you know he didn't jump off the page as far as that goes but you look at his ability to you know create disruption in the backfield and create pressure on the quarterback uh, and I was very impressed by that he looks like a very polished pass rusher which really stood out to me Um, and he looks like a really tremendous athlete so uh, he's definitely somebody that I'm very high on and, and I have high expectations for heading into the league. Uh, so I'm excited to see how he does. He didn't have any pro day or combine testing. So we didn't really get to get a great look at the, at his RAS, but you put the film on again and you watch this kid play. Uh, he has, he has tremendous uh, athletic ability, you know, his ability to split defenders and use a good combination of power and bend and speed and, lateral agility and really kind of all the things that you like to see from a defensive end, um, edge rusher, if you will. Um, I don't necessarily know that he has the ability to drop back and be effective in coverage. I really do think that um, he's going to be a better fit of just coming off the edge and creating pressure that way. He should have, you know he's a good tackler. He's not a bad tackler. It's not why his numbers were low. But I think what he did best was just rushing the passer. And, you know, depending on where he lands in the landing spot, if he has an opportunity to start, I I really think he could make an impact early. What are your thoughts?
1: I like that he's game versatile, but it's going to be one of those things where, depending on the team he goes to, he might be used at the end and then, you know, switch inside at times, more so than, like you said, an outside linebacker, just because, you know, with his size, with his build, he really isn't set to go out there and, you know, like you said, cover a running back, probably cover a tight end. He's got great motor and burst. You know, people like to talk about violent hands. You know, he he has great hand usage when he's out there. It's just going to be interesting because, like, he doesn't have the arm length necessarily that you'd want from, like, a true edge guy, and you didn't see that a whole lot when he was on the outside. And we see these tackles in the NFL. These guys are humongous with these, you know, albatross-sized wingspans. You know, will that end up mattering for him or not? We'll have to see. Um, I do think he's going to be productive, and I do agree he's probably going to be. I guess is a day two pick, probably a second round. Let's see where that goes, but you, know, you get draft capital like that, you're going to get some playing time initially at the NFL. You're just going to have to see where he goes. You know, if is he going to be a true edge guy out there, defensive end? I had a couple concerns regarding you know being able to contain that edge, and partly because of you know length of his arms and pad level at times. That's stuff that's coachable as far as he can't coach arm length like obviously but he can coach pad level and the, with how productive that he was there at a big name school i mean usc is no small school these days um he had some down years there but they're definitely back on track and he showed well against the competition so i do like him in our original ratings over at roto heat yeah we were probably lower than we would want to be on him but i think he's a good one and i'm excited to see where he goes but more so how are they going to use him is he going to be just stuck on the outside where? Fantasy wise, is probably better for us.
0: Or are they going to rotate him inside? Yeah, that's a good question. And th- there's a little bit of a discrepancy here that I'm noticing when I'm looking at his profile. Um, we have him listed at 290, and I think that's what he's listed at on the uh, like Sports Reference. Uh, but I did notice his RAS uh, page; they have him listed at like 266. So I'm kind of curious of like why is there such a big weight discrepancy? That's one thing that you know they did great in on on at 266, and then you see 290. Like, that's a pretty significant difference, I think, in my mind, um, especially for somebody who could potentially be, you know, moved inside. Um, what do you make of that? Anything at all?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure where the RES gets it from you, know, like if it, if he weighed in at a pro day, because um, I know sometimes they do that and they don't do the positional drills and they don't do the testing. But NFL.com also has them at that 266. Oh. Um, so, Perhaps, you know, that's what he started off with, you know, at some point in his career and they haven't an updated on other sites. That would lead me to believe he's probably going to be more of an edge player if that's what, you know, he's sort of auditioning to teams for because a lot of you yeah. guys are still having those top 30 visits and things like that. Um, sure. We'll see where they could put on at it without hold up. Anything else on him or you want to move along here?
0: Nope. I think, um, I think we'll go with your, uh, who's your next pick? Who you got?
1: I am going to go to one of my guys that uh, doesn't have a a ton of information behind him. Um, He has really one year of production. That's Lucas Van Ness. um, The Lucas Ness monster um, nickname that got thrown out for him that I just absolutely love. Um, Going to be 22 this year. Is only a three-star prospect coming out of high school, He ended as the second-team All Big Ten in 2022. He's around 6'5", 264. Uh, the team gave him the nickname of Hercules, and if you see the guy, um, you know sort of the throwback to what uh, Hercules is supposed to look like in Greek mythology. That's kind of what you'd uh, envision with him. Now he had great, you know, relative athletic score, um, especially you know strength-wise. It's not amazing. What do you want from him? But you know, he has a good build where he could put on more muscle. But the speed grade, the agility grade were just fantastic. He's got good size overall. Yeah. And he's a guy that doesn't have a lot of production. He didn't, wasn't a true starter at Iowa even this past year, but he played an enormous amount of snaps for him. He played with essentially a starter share of snaps. So it doesn't concern me that he wasn't a starter in name. In two years there, he'd 13 sacks. He had 19 tackles for a loss and 70 tackles. So he's pretty well productive across the board. He's going to be a guy that's going to go in the first round. I would think just because he sort of like someone we talked about last week, Keon White, I think it was last week. Yep. Yeah. Not this week. Um, He's a guy that uh, still has growing into the role to do, you know, he needs to have more experience, um, but he has great hands too. He needs to probably finish plays more. He's better from the outside. They did use him a bit on the inside and he. I didn't think he looked as well there, but you know, athletically he's got everything that you want. He's a smart player, he's active as far as paying attention to what's going on around him, not just getting lost. And he's got that good, strong, solid base, even if you know his upper body strength may not be ideally where it's at. That's again something you can add on to. And I'm just really excited. I've seen him, you know, mocked as high as up around the early teens, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, something like that. So he's probably going to get that draft capital. Probably not going to be a year one amazing player. If you're looking a couple of years down the road and you say, "Wow, well, you know, this guy ended up being you know, top two, three edge in the class, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. I had done a mock earlier actually, and <clears throat> I mocked him 14 to the the Patriots. So yeah. um, I can see him going that high. I mean, I think you look at that athletic profile, right? That, that RAS score that he's got. I mean, the speed and the agility really jump off the page. Four, five, eight for a guy that weighs 272 at six foot five. Um, so they're going to be able to do some, some, interesting things with him i you know and with that kind of speed to be quite honest i mean they if he if he is good in coverage and he understands it and, and understands it and he does it well i mean he is a guy that he can run with those running backs and he can get out in coverage. And so uh, you add that versatility to the fact that he was an effective pass rusher in college. Like you mentioned, the 13 sacks, 19 tackles for loss in just two seasons. Um, I guess the one thing that is concerning is again, it's two seasons of play and um, you worry about the experience, but um, when you get to the NFL level, I, you know, the only thing that really matters is what are you doing right now? And um, heading into the league, he's really put himself in a position to be drafted high Um, Like you mentioned, his physical stature, I mean, this is a guy who really takes a lot of pride in his craft, focuses on his body, um, takes care of himself. And I think that really says a lot about, you know, how he approaches the game and and the kind of professionalism that he could bring in the NFL level. And that's impressive. And anytime I see that, you know, I definitely take notice. And um, I think that that is is meaningful. Um, But, yeah, he scored well. The bench press. you know, for as physical as, as he is and, and his appearance and his, you know, specimen, if you will, it's 17 uh, bench press. He scored poorly on that. But again, that's not anything that can't be taught or can't be worked on. Um, you know, you worry a lot about in the NFL level, what are the other things that they're doing that can't be taught or um, are just really, really hard to get and that the, the mental side of it. And so um, the physical part uh, doesn't worry as me, me as much. Um, he does seem to be an intelligent football player. Um, and so we'll see where he lands. You know, I think he could go in the first round, um, potentially as high as, you know, top 20, um, players. And, uh, if he does, he should have access to immediate playing time. And anytime, you know, rookies get that you always take notice and you definitely, uh, want to have them a little bit higher on your rankings. Cause I think that's important. I talk about it all the time.
1: And, you know, talking about arm length, you know, his arms are about two inches longer. Than the guy we talked about previously Thule, which you think all right two inches that isn't a whole lot well, at the nfl level where you know every half an inch is an edge you know they're talking about quarterback hand size and stuff yeah, every year that right. stuff ends up mattering and coverage wise again not the be-all end-all but i mentioned keon white he had a 37-2 coverage grade last year at georgia tech so i mean nothing he was asked to do a lot um, but he didn't do well at it when he was asked to Van Ness didn't do anything amazing but he had a 66 so I mean you know that's not a terrible grade by any means and until it shows you he's probably competent enough to learn it and do it if that's going to be something that they want him to do which is at least a nice sign for how little he played in his career
0: yeah I could at least legitimize the the discussion about like arm length especially for a player at the edge position who you know it's it's important like you know, when you're going up against the offensive lineman trying to create separation and being yep. able to do that with explosive hands and extend your arms and create separation between you and the offensive lineman, whether it's a tackler a guard or like whoever you're going up against to try to just create that space so that you can use that athleticism. And again, you know, Lucas Van Ness has that athleticism where you give him a little bit of space. He's going to have the speed to cut inside or go around the edge and, and beat you that way. So I, I think there's uh, some merit to, to that discussion. I don't know so much about the the hand size and all that. Maybe. So I, I think it's always a funny discussion. So maybe people laugh at us for talking about arm length, but you know, I could at least say, Hey, here's the case for it. Like, here's how it's actually relevant and important. It yes. doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful. It just means that it's something that can't be taught, right? It's like, yeah. a, it's a tangible asset that, that you just can't learn. And you have to have.
1: It's another small slice of that whole pie, if you will, of there profile when they're going into the nfl and it's like you know how many of these boxes do they sort of check off that make you feel comfortable how many do you not feel so
0: comfortable with of course
1: yep where do you want to move to
0: well let's look at the list let's skip around um this is a fun one um not not necessarily somebody that um is is a, a name that you see very often when people are talking about uh idp players especially at the edge position i'm not really sure where he's being mocked i would imagine he's probably a day two player at least i hope so because i was very high on him when i started uh watching film this off season uh, one of the guys that i picked out that i really liked was um, drew sanders and then the other guy uh, edge rusher from kansas state actually uh, not a big program uh, one of the big things that i worry about with with him uh you know playing in the big 12 is you worry about the competition a little bit um, Big 12 kind of gets a bad rap in that regard, but we'll say you look at the RAS on Felix Anaduke Uzama and uh Anudike, sorry, Uzama. Uh, and he has a relative athletic score of 8.73, 33 30 and a half inch arm length. Um, his agility scores were were really, really excellent. You know, his three cone and his shuttle looked good. He didn't do the bench press, no 40 yard dash, um, but his broad jump, he tested well, 10 foot four. Um, he shows that he has that explosive ability. The thing that I really liked about him the most was he played with a lot of balance. Um, you know, this is <clears throat> this is a guy who is six 252. so he's not the biggest prospect. Um, but I like the way that he plays. You know, he plays with good balance. he's compact, he stays low. Um, you know, he's pretty physical for his size. like he's he he packs a punch, you know, when he puts his hands on you, um, he's able to beat you with speed. Um, so he does a lot of things that I personally really liked and saw in film and and took note of and go, man, this could be a a guy that quite honestly is a sleeper that no one's going to talk about. And I'm going to try to capitalize on it when rookie draft season comes around. So we got to, we got to see obviously where he lands in the draft, probably a day two guy, probably not a first rounder, of course. Um, but I'm going to be curious to see where he lands and if he's going to have access to, you know, snaps that maybe some of the other guys on this list might not have. And if that happens, and I'm certainly going to take note and I'm certainly going to try to uh, keep my eyes on uh, Anadike Uzama um, because he is a player that I do like um, from a film standpoint. How do you feel about Felix?
1: He has one thing that I really like, um, and you mentioned it, you know, being aggressive, but under control and having that high motor, you know, you want to have those guys that are out there just constantly on the go, constantly moving their eyes, looking to make a play. And even if they're, you know, going to have a higher learning curve here at the NFL level, they, they have that desire and they have that attitude to improve and keep honing their craft, um, which is something right. that I really like with him. I was trying to find it here and I couldn't, um, I don't know if it was his most recent one or the one before that, but uh, Mel Kiper had him going in the first round and I oh, wow. try to listen to those guys um, as much as I can because they're paying attention to what the teams are actually telling them and stuff. And there's talk of him being a fringe first rounder. Anyway, and if he, wow. certainly if he gets that level of draft capital for anyone, that's going to be something in their favor because the high investment is going to get people on the field. So mm-hmm.
0: PFF uh, has him 30 ranked 30 second. I mean, yeah, so right there, that's interesting. Like that. I, I mean, gosh, that is wild. I mean, like I said, when I watched the film, I saw something. I was like, okay, this feels like a player who really has the talent to actually be impactful
1: and he's got you know the size and the length to put on some functional weight you know get bigger which i think would help him in the run i saw him being a better pass rusher than he is at the run game um, you know he needs to certainly improve consistency he didn't have a ton of playing time there um, at kansas state but that's yeah. stuff that can be worked on and like i said he's an exciting guy that uh, probably isn't that high on a whole lot of people's idp boards but he's going to be someone to be taken seriously if he gets that draft capital
0: For sure. And then by the numbers, you know, we, we, since we talked about these other guys through three seasons at Kansas State, and I would say the first season is basically a wash. He had a sack, a tackle for loss, and then one total tackle. But um, during his last two seasons, I mean, this guy generated 20, 20 and a half sacks, 26 and a half tackles for loss, and 97 total tackles. So he demonstrated, he's had a, he has a demonstrated ability to um, be in on the plays, make tackles. He's a good tackler. Um, he is able to generate pressure in the back on the quarterback and be disruptive in the backfield. He gets flat. Um, he's a good athlete. He, he's again, he's just somebody that I I really like and, and I'm intrigued by.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to move to someone that I really wrestled with like even having on our, our rankings over at rotoheat.com. Um, and That's Robert. That's, uh, <laughs> it's Robert. It's Robert Beal jr. Um, and there isn't a whole lot of info out there about him. He was a four-star yeah. prospect. He think it was a 2017 high school recruiting class. He didn't do a whole lot at Georgia. Like, he played all five years. Well, he didn't play his junior year with the COVID uh, season. But he was there 2018, 2019, 21, and 22 he played. Over those four seasons, he has 10 sacks, 11 half tackles for a loss and 72 tackles. He just didn't do a whole lot. And you look Mm -hmm. at that and, like, well, he was on really good Georgia teams for the most part. He was in rotations. That can be expected, but we mentioned with Jalen Carter last week, even with that amazing talent around him from a defensive tackle position, he was able to produce great numbers for a defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Beal, you look at a guy like, wow, he's a NFL player. I mean, he physically he's imposing. He's got the size. There's just a, not a lot that I thought he did great at. He he does have good burst off the ball. Um, he's improved, you know, during his time there. I know that doesn't really sound like it from the stats overall, and he certainly has the potential to, you know, turn into something at the NFL level. But to me, he feels like a late-day pick that has a lot of things he needs to work on. Someone's going to take a flyer and draft him, but it wouldn't surprise me to see if it was, you know, middle of day three when he got yeah. drafted even later. So, have to talk about him, sir. I felt like because he's from Georgia and you know he has that look and you can see some of those highlights that people love to go to on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at the highlight reels. But yeah, there's doesn't seem to be a whole lot of substance for him, unfortunately, for IDP purposes. What did you think?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's consistency. Like he he flashes, he's you know, and I think that shows in his RAS scores. You know, the kid ran a four four eight um, 40. So he's extremely fast and explosive, and he you know, he's able to use that athletic ability to at times look the part but the thing that that drives me crazy is he he wasn't consistent um and and i don't know whether that was just he didn't get enough time on the field or whether it was just purely that he he just wasn't effective all the time and uh to to have 10 sacks um i mean and again this first season was kind of mostly a wash i would say um but over his last two seasons a combined 10 sacks um 11 and a half tackles for loss and 72 total tackles i mean the tackles are, are are all right although you have eight and 15 in 2018 and 2019 the other thing is you know he's a five-year um, college player so he's going to come into the league a little bit older yep. um so although we don't know his age um <clears throat> maybe uh maybe that's because uh never mind i was gonna say he was born before they had like uh birth certificates or something. Um, (laughs) but no, he played five years in college, which, you know, it's not an indictment against his game. Um, you know, there are plenty of good players. Like I can think of, um, that have spent a long, you know, five years in college and come to the league and be effective and it doesn't really hurt them. Um, it doesn't really help them as much either. Uh, but the athletic ability looks good to me. Um, it's there. And I think, that's where you see those flashes. But for me, it's just the consistency. I don't see any way that a team could draft him with confidence with, you know, having so low production in college and just not really, um, not really being as effective as consistently as you would like to see. So I kind of tend to agree with you. He's probably a mid or even a late day three pick and uh, somebody may take a flyer on him, but the other thing is this guy, he's fifty five. 255 So, you know, his weight is, he's not small by any means. Um, and you spoke of like his physical stature and and this is another guy that again, he, he takes care of his body. You know, he trains hard and and you can definitely tell that, but, um, I worry about his ability to, you know, not just get washed out of the play and being undersized and things like that. So uh, we'll see where he goes and where he lands and how it ends up for him, but not really uh, anyone that I'm super high on, on this list or on my rookie watch list.
1: All right, who's your next guy to go
0: over? Let's see. Let's go back to this list real quick. Okay, um, let's see. Let's keep it – oh, actually, you know what? Let's just uh, – let's jump over to the ACC to another really fun prospect. This kid, um, he comes from Clemson. He is 24 years old. He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school, number seven overall ranked recruit. Uh, So definitely a highly touted recruit coming out of high school into college. He didn't test at the combine or pro day Um, private. He did private team workouts um, on, what was it?
1: I think the 4th. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, He's going to be 21 this season. We already said that. Um, And so he was second team, all ACC in 2021. First team, all ACC in 6'5, 275. So he has the size. And then you look at the ras score so he had a 40 yard dash of 463 pretty impressive for that size um his 20 yard splits and 10 yard splits looked really good to me um looked like he kind of lacked the explosiveness in, in terms of his vertical and broad jump he didn't really score particularly well there um so that's a little bit concerning but overall i mean he has an ras of 8.39 which you know out of 10 right that's pretty good Um, he's a guy that I really liked a lot on film. You know, the measurables are one thing, but the film, um, is kind of another, and you look at his ability to, you know, again, generate pressure on the quarterback, create plays in the backfield and then tackling. Um, he had 51 tackles in 2022, nine tackles for loss and three and a half sacks. So is he a sack artist? No, I wouldn't say he's a sack artist, but I do like the way that he plays. I like the athleticism that he possesses, the size that he possesses. He does look like he uses his hands well. He's able to, you know, <clears throat> manipulate the, the offensive linemen and, and go inside, go outside, able to, to be effective, going all different ways. And um, so he's an intriguing prospect for me in that regard. Uh, I'm not sure where he goes on, on draft day, though. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, I think he's probably not a first day guy. Maybe mid second round, mid middle of the second day. Is probably where i would guess um but what's your thoughts on kj henry
1: yeah I, I struggled with him comparatively to sort of what we were looking at overall here you know it was hard to like him when he was playing across from miles murphy
0: a lot um totally unfair. <laughs> it is unfair
1: um like you said he's got the good size and length i thought he was good against the run which is super important you heard nothing about praise from his teammates and coaches about him, which I think that gets underscored how much that means to the NFL teams at times because they want to be banking a guy that's not going to wash out, be getting into all sorts of trouble. Can't predict everything, of course, but generally speaking. I thought his inside rush was better than being from the outside. He had issues with keeping his eyes up. You know, he his hands I didn't think were as good as a lot of people in here, and then, you know, his pass rush not being as good – for IDP purposes, you can look at it two ways. An edge guy, you probably want to try, be trying to get some more of those big plays. On the other hand, tackles are safer. So if he's good against the run and he's going to be out there, you know, you might have a safe floor. So it depends on your flavor of what you're looking for here. But yeah, I think he's probably a later day two pick You know, from the stuff that I look at and what I kind of feel about him. And it's just hard to tell because some of these edge guys are going to drop. There's a lot of these edge guys that I think are going to have nice careers in the NFL. A lot of them are going to go in the first two days, but they're not all going to go. There's going to be guys, you know, big talk uh two years ago, Aziz Ojolari, uh, there's talk mm-hmm. about him being a, a high first rounder and part of it was medical stuff, but he fell to, uh, you know, like mid, beginning mid of the second round. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's been, you know, fine so far. He's had a nice career so far in the NFL. He got banged up too. But the thing is, these guys fall for whatever reason. I and mean, there's a really top heavy class for edge players. Some of these guys are going to fall, but I still think he has the, the overall makeup where a teams going to feel comfortable taking them. Um, but for production wise, I doubt he probably starts or gets a ton of playing time yep. year one, unless something happens in terms of injuries. Yeah. Agreed. We're going to keep it with Clemson though. Um, Since I brought him up anyway, miles Murphy, so, Miles Murphy, uh, he's 21, five-star prospect coming out of high school in the 2020 class. If you look at his numbers in three years, he had 36 tackles for a loss, 18 and a half sacks, 116 total tackles. So, he sort of did it all. And he has a great size when you're looking at a guy, 6'5", 275. He did end up uh, sort of getting data out there for a relative athletic score, a so 9.71. He ended up doing that stuff and data from the private workouts came up. But for that big of a man, that's a great score to get along with that production. He's a guy that really being talked about is going in the top half of the first round. And you can kind of see why he could probably fit either as a defensive end or an outside linebacker. You know, depending on where you wanted to go put him at, I think he'd be better as a defensive end. Um, Some things about him, you know, he is I think right now he's our number two consensus IDP. For the rookies over at rotoheat.com behind a guy we'll talk about later um i did think he needed to work on finishing tackles at times um and he needed to be, sort of improve his hands and just have a better finishing move he needed to finish more like he's always around the play he's always back there getting pressure and i think sometimes we overlook that because there's guys like leonard williams who get drafted really high and they just aren't in the right system or they don't get the right coaching where they are still getting tons of pressure but they can't get home at the nfl level he leaves the Jets and goes to the Giants, gets coached upright, he's getting home. He's getting you those big plays, the tackle for losses and sacks now. So that isn't like a be-all, end-all by any means. But it is something that you know teams are going to consider like, hey, they're around the quarterback a lot at least. And I think that's pushing a lot of his value up is that he doesn't have off-the-wall numbers like some of these guys we're going to talk about in their situations. But he has good numbers, great size, great athletic ability, and he's always around the ball. So – I definitely yeah, okay.
0: like him more out of the two. I'm sure you do too, but how do oh, you absolutely. feel about him? I mean, he's a tremendous talent. You put the tape on and you watch this kid play and right away you see the size. I mean, he just looks like an NFL player out there playing yep. amongst college kids, you know what I mean? And so um I really like the way that he tested. I mean, a 4 5 40. Oh my goodness. Um so he's going to be able to use that speed to get around the edge and then he's got the size and explosive hands and the power like he, he, when he, when he hits you, you know, it, um, he's a big guy, uh, six, like you mentioned six, four, I think he is six five, two seventy five. 275 Um, so you love to see that as well. Uh, the one thing I would say is that when you just look purely at like the, the, the big numbers, right? Like sack tackle for loss, total tackles, 18 and a half sacks over three years, 36 tackles for loss, 116 tackles, nothing to scoff at but i think the other thing that he does well is you know you talked about his use of hands against offensive linemen one thing and, and there may be some merit to that but what i would say that he does well with his hands i mean you look over the three years each of the, the three years i mean he's getting past defended so he does a great yep. job of getting his hands up in the lanes Um, he plays intelligently he's able to impact the play in more ways than just generating sacks tackles for loss and tackles um, so he did a good job of that. He also demonstrated a good job of force fumbles. I mean, he had six force fumbles in in three years. So whenever he does get to the quarterback, I mean, his eyes are up. He's seeing the play, he's watching the quarterback, and he's got good timing with those hands. And he's reaching in, knocking the ball out, making play. So even though he's not, you know, making the tackle and sacking the quarterback, a turnover is as good as anything, right? Tackle for you know, tackle for loss, sacks, those are all great things, but they keep the possession alive. But as soon as you know, you create a turnover. Uh, that possession's done, and now your team takes over. And I thought he did a really good job of making an impact on the defensive side in that regard. And I do think that's something that's going to translate well into the NFL for him. So um, definitely a prospect that I like. Um, and I got a feeling at the end of this uh, end of this stream, we'll talk about him one more time because it does look like we have some comments in the uh, stream, and uh, we'll definitely address those later. Um, but he's a, he's a prospect that again, you mentioned number two on our list, consensus. Um, He seems to be the kind of player who looks the part and plays the part. And uh, our expectations are across the board that uh, he'll be that kind of player at the NFL. So very excited for uh, Miles Murphy.
1: I did want to mention, too, um, for him, you know, we talk about PFF and sort of those ratings they have for college players as well. And it's not the be all end all. He doesn't numbers don't just jump off the page. He was a 79 overall. But when you break it down, he was a 72 eight against the run. 78.5 against the rush and a 71-5 in coverage, which for a guy that size, you know, to be able to, across the board, just have quality numbers, you know, as far as making plays, not making mistakes in all three phases, I think that's really important. And to your point, speaks to sort of the explosion, the agility, just the do it all that he has at that size. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just purely an NFL guy. So, sure. Who would you like to go on to next year?
0: All right, let's see. This guy is. uh, Let's skip over to. Hmm. We were in the ACC. Do we want to? Do we have any way to stay? Nope, we don't. All right, let's skip out of the ACC. We're going to save some of our SEC players and we're going to skip over to the Big 12 here. Talk about a guy from Iowa State who I really like, Will oh, McDonald yeah. the fourth, I think he is. Yep. Um, he's being projected as high as the first round yep. um, or early second round. And then you look at his RAS score, tremendous. 9.67 score, ran a 4.740-yard dash, his 20-yard split, 10-yard split. His agility looked great with his uh, shuttle time and three-cone times. Um, the vertical and broad jump look magnificent. I mean, he's testing off the charts. You're um, really just showing off his athletic profile, his, uh, you know, explosion. And then you look at the size, 6'4", 245. So he has ideal you know, ideal size, although he is a little on the the slight side in terms of weight. Um, but, I, you know, I think that he he really is going to excel in in getting off the edge. You know, his explosion off the line, his ability to get around the edge and create pressure. You look at what he did, you know, this is another guy who's been in, in college football for five years now, uh, since 2018. And um, over those five years, he was able to generate generate 34 uh, sacks, 40 and a half tackles for loss and 125 tackles. Um, you know, in 2021 and 2020, he really did a lot of things well. Both years, he finished with double digit sacks, double digit tackles for loss. 2022, uh, he did take a short step back. Um, only five sacks and seven and a half tackles for loss, but I think he's shown enough in his game um, to really earn his spot amongst the first round guys. And um, I definitely think his athletic profile here um, shows that he's the kind of player who could really be a difference maker if he lands in the right spot.
1: Yeah. He, you talk about like explosion and bend and, you know, having a great frame and that length. He's got a nice spin move just as a pass rusher. That guy, you know, has what you want coming into the NFL he has active hands, too, sort of like you mentioned with the last guy. I think last year McDonald had four past deflections. He had seven over three years there in college, so that's great to see. Yeah, He needs to add some strength, and you get that functional strength for the NFL level to be well-rounded and hold it better against the run. I think run defense is his biggest issue. But like I said, he's been a late comer on here in terms of this edge group sneaking into the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him in the 20s coming up here.
0: Yeah, and we talked about forced fumbles on, uh, you know, with Miles Murphy too. I mean, Will McDonald had ten over five years, and and in twenty twenty one he had five forced fumbles. So this is another guy again that he's got his eyes up. He's looking for the quarterback, and when he gets close, I mean, he's able to put his hands in the right places and create, you know, create turnovers that way. And that's that's a big deal
1: all right moving on we are going to jump to a guy that i didn't know a whole lot about um before we started digging into these guys as that'll happen dylan horton he's yeah. going to be 23 this year he's a three-star prospect coming out he spent two years at linebacker for new mexico and then he got transferred to tcu we ended up moving to defensive end about 6'4 244 pounds his RAS was not probably as great as what you'd want for a guy that converted from linebacker to a defensive end. Um, you know, his sizing out as far as a defensive end, nothing special. Um, he had great explosion score, which is a big thing that you want, be able to get off the ball and, you know, get moving to either the guy that has the ball, running back quarterback or whatever, or push that d- offensive lineman back. Not great agility in the side-to-side stuff and the speed stuff. Short speed stuff wasn't great. 40-yard dash at like a 4-7-4 four, four was perfectly fine for a defensive end. Um, hands, agility, quickness, you know, bend, those things aren't his bread and butter. He is more of a power guy. Like I mentioned, I think he is probably a true 4-3 defensive end. I think he'd have a hard time going out there to be an outside linebacker. He, as opposed to a lot of these guys we talk about, I thought he kept great pad level throughout his playing. He knows how to keep low, which puts him in good position. It helps him out. With some of those, you know, maybe agility and speed deficiencies comparatively. He's got a great explosion and power, and he has a NFL defensive end frame. So is he a day two guy? Could be early day three maybe. Um, but he was sort of a pleasant surprise in terms of we see a lot of these guys with these pass rushers. It's just speed and agility and getting around where he's just more of a throwback to a, a power guy, and there's a couple of those on the list here. But it was a nice difference to see there. How do you feel about him?
0: Yeah, I, I saw that in his game, um, and I think he was able to get away with that in college in the Big Twelve. You look at the bench press, eighteen reps. I mean, I'm not saying that that's the end all be all for him yeah. at the NFL level, but I will say, it, you know, I would have liked to have seen that number been better for a guy with that kind of play style. Um, he's not going to keep up with everybody in the NFL running a four seven four. Um, I mean that's not slow by any measure, but it's certainly not fast enough that you would feel comfortable dropping him back into coverage or you know, sending him out against running backs, unless you're putting him in a favorable situation. Um is it possible that he even can convert back to like more of an outside linebacker role? Maybe I'd be more intrigued by that probably than I would by just having him committed to trying to go as an edge rusher where he's purely, you know, playing on the line, trying to rush off the edge think he lacks the size quite honestly to do that um and you know so uh outside of his his one year at 20 in 2022 at tcu i mean nine total tackles for loss in 2021 four sacks 51 tackles um that's that's a good number But outside of that i mean his first three seasons he was relatively ineffective yep. granted he played a lot less time um but you know, again, it's limited production when you look at his career, five-year career, um, and and comparatively to the time that he spent in college, um, he did kind of have limited production, especially especially if you exclude the 2022 season. So, for all of those reasons, I kind of I do have my concerns and my reservations, and I do think that he's a player that could be probably a late day two guy that a team takes a chance on, um, and then we'll see what he does in camp. Um, you know, if he's able to to kind of work his way into a position, but I think it's going to be a little bit of an up uphill battle for him. And for that reason, I'm kind of out on Dylan Horton.
1: Yeah. He's a guy that you are probably not going to have to draft unless you're in a deep IDP league. And even then he's going to be a a late round pick that's better off probably put on your taxi squad if you have one or leaving on waivers. Cause it may be a few years, like, you know, three years before he's out there a lot, if he ends up being out there a lot at all. I think we got four guys left here. Who would you like to head to?
0: Well, we get to skip over to – let's make sure we didn't miss anybody here. It uh, doesn't look like we did. It looks like we can skip over into the SEC now. And a familiar name, if you will, and, and not because of, of his own play, but the play of his brother. We talked about him a little bit earlier on the show, Aziz Ojolari, his younger brother, of course, BJ Ojolari, who hails from LSU. He is uh he just turned 22 he was a four star prospect coming out of high school in the 2022 recruiting class first team all SEC in 2022 um and 50th overall in 2020 in the 20 who oh aziz elgilari went 50th overall in the 21 yep. draft um 6'3", 244. so again a guy who is a little on the slight side i would have liked to have seen him test in the 40 yard dash. And do some of those agility and some of that agility scoring. I think that he actually would have tested really well in that regard. Um, You look at the production over three years at LSU, not really anything super, super impressive in terms of sacks 16 and a half sacks. I think his highest sack total in in a single season was seven in 2021. Uh, That same season, he had 12 tackles for loss and 54 tackles. So, by all accounts, um, 2021 was kind of his season. Last year, though, he finished with 58 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss and five and a half sacks. So he still was able to be pretty, pretty productive in terms of tackles. So I think he does a good job of, you know, getting to the football, making plays, wrapping up, uh, making the the tackles. He's still able to be effective in the backfield in terms of tackles for loss. He is able to get to the quarterback, does appear to have active hands at times um, and was able to force some fumbles at times as well over that three years. Again, not anything super, super impressive. Um, I'm not so sure that I trust him to be as effective as his brother is. I think his brother is, you know, significantly more talented than he is. Um, But he is an intriguing prospect in terms of just his athletic ability. Um, So we'll see where he goes. Uh, I think currently he's being mocked as a day two guy as well. And I think it's fairly early, like early to mid day two. Um, But what's your thoughts on BJ Ojolari?
1: I, like you, uh, didn't think he was as exciting as his brother was. And there's uh, quite a few people out there in the IDP community that really like him and think that he's better than his brother. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I didn't think he looked as good on the field, and he didn't test as well as his brother either. But they're both three, four outside linebackers. Um, again, some of the just intangible things. He knows sort of what it takes to get to the NFL with his brother being in there. Battle accounts, he's a quality person, great teammate. He gives a lot of effort he's got a nice burst he's got a variety of moves run defense leaves some to be desired he needs to add more functional strength for the nfl level keeps pad level low just a lot of things that you know maybe they might be the finer points that you need to work on but i even with this great edge class and a lot of these guys I think going in the first round I think he's going to be drafted later than his brother was I don't think that was as good of an edge class overall and I think you're going to see some of these guys that might not be talked about as much we talked about a few of them earlier like Will McDonald that are going to sneak up on people and say wow you know surprised well still there and they took McDonald mm-hmm. I think McDonald's a better prospect than well yeah. at this point looking at the two of them I'd be fine taking a late flyer on him but certainly in IDP league's I'm not taking him anywhere near where his brother went and maybe he'll prove me wrong. I hope he does in his long, successful career, but he just has more to work on. I didn't like him as much as his brother or a number of these other guys we have on our list. agree with that. One more guy in the sec that uh, we probably don't need to talk about a whole lot because he's the most, Talked about, I guess, defensive player in this draft, probably. Well, Jalen Carter might be talked about more, but not for the right reasons. Uh, Will Anderson Jr., um, outside linebacker for Alabama, 22 this year, five-star prospect, number 17 overall prospect out of high school in 2020. Did not test at Pro Day or Combine because he absolutely did not need to. Looking at what he did overall in his career, in 2022, he was a Lombardi Award winner, a unanimous All-American, first-team All-SEC, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, and he was the Bronco Nagurski Trophy winner in 2022 and the prior year 2021. When you look at his stats and you to talk about someone that uh, jumps off the page in terms of the statistics that he put up, this is the guy. And his last year, 2022, was not as good as 2021 when he just went ballistic. Yeah. Yeah. Even his first year there seven sacks and 10 and a half tackles for a loss. You know, that's with being in more of a rotational role, even though he did start um, 2021, 17 and a half sacks, 31 tackles for a loss with 101 combined tackles. It was going to be hard to repeat that, and he didn't. But hmm. 10 sacks, 17 and a half tackles for a loss, 51 tackles. He was just a do-it-all edge guy. Now, you can nitpick anyone. There's things that he needs to work on. But if you want to be talking about if you're going to put your money on someone being a quality NFL player for a long time and worthy of having on your fantasy team, Anderson's my guy, and I'm not guessing twice here. So he's going to need to work on stuff. He might need to add a little bit of strength here. I think as far as just an outside edge rusher, he can be immediately plugged into pretty much any NFL team and be productive for in a situational role.
0: So. so I'm curious, specifically, what is it that you see? And short answer, because I know you just kind of – you know he said hey here's the prospect here's what i think here's all the things but short answer what is it that you see that that is the most you know like recognizable thing when you watch him play and um, that makes you so confident and makes everyone so confident if you will um, that he's going to be successful at the nfl ne- level it's not the 17 and a half sacks and it's not the 31 tackles for loss in 2021 at least it shouldn't be like yeah of course those numbers are impressive and probably indicative of future set success but <clears throat> What is it for you um, that makes you so confident to say that
1: when you look at the tackles that he got while at Alabama being surrounded by just a whole bunch of other players that are going to play in the NFL, that he was able to fly around the field and get tackles all over the place. That says a lot, you know, there's Mm -hmm. guys and I like them. Um, I'll hit him a heck of a lot in Buffalo. Greg Rousseau, he was just sort of like a one-trick pony in college Mm -hmm. where he was your pass rusher specialist that was getting to the quarterback, getting that backfield. He wasn't getting you a ton of tackles. Mm -hmm. Will Anderson is that, and he's out there getting you tackles, which you're not always going to get a sack or a tackle for a loss even from an edge guy Mm -hmm. at the NFL level every game. But if you can count on a nice, safe floor for tackle-wise, plus those big plays thrown in there, from day one, I think that's a great opportunity to get us fantasy value and also stay out there on the field, because if you're out there making plays, your team's going to want to keep you out there more.
0: Right. So I'm going to, I am going to for anybody who's actually watching this, I'm going to tell you guys exactly what the answer is. The answer is he's intelligent. When you put the tape on and you watch him play, you can literally see it on the film. He's intelligent. He knows when to get flat. He knows, like, he knows how to manipulate his, I wouldn't say defender because they're, offensive players but like the offensive line like he knows how to create that separation and see the play with his eyes and then go make the time like that's why he's getting those tackles that's why he's getting the sacks and tackles for losses because he's able to do that and keep his eyes up and then get to the football and then also still be creating disruption at the same time yes that's a combination of the fact that this guy is six foot four 235 so again he's not the biggest guy in the class in terms of size Um, but the speed and agility, and I think what he's got going on upstairs and his, you know, understanding of the game is tremendous. And you can see that when you watch the tape, you don't have to look at the numbers to see that, um, with this kind of size being two thirty-five, I definitely think that he has the ability to be able to drop back into coverage. You know, I think it looks right here. Like he ran a four, six on his RAS score. I think that's more than sufficient for him to, uh, to be able to, to be reliable in coverage and uh, also still be effective off the edge. So I love his versatility, but for me, the the thing that just totally jumped off um, the screen whenever I watched the film was you could literally tell play by play. And when you watch the all play on this guy, all the all 22, um, he's impressive. I mean, just his, his, his football IQ is, is off the charts um, comparatively to the field. And I think that's the one thing for me that really made him truly special. Well,
1: and he has the physical tools to match that. I mean, yes. some yeah. players have one, some players have the other. He mm-hmm. has all of that. And the coverage stuff he wasn't asked to do a ton of at Alabama and I mean, why would you? You have that sort of team around him. He was like out oh, there as a true freshman to your point, you know, playing for Nick Saban which just mm-hmm. doesn't happen. So, um I'm If I, again, had to bet on someone being a productive IDP player and NFL player for a long time, it'd be him out of the group. So Absolutely. That leaves us with the SEC. Two more guys here. And they're from the same team. Uh, We're going to go with the one that I knew less about, Uh, Colby Wooden. Mm -hmm. He's with Auburn, turns 23 this year, four-star prospect, coming out of high school, 6'5", 278. And when you look at him, he has a very nice RAS score as well, with a nine two six. Some of these guys we had lower ones here, but pretty much everything other than been a few of these guys actually, the bench press wasn't necessarily what you wanted. Weight for his height wasn't ideal for. A, they have him here as like a defensive tackle. I again think he's probably more of a defensive end myself, but elite speed score a 40 yard dash is. Shuttle, three cone were just fantastic. Broad jump was great. He's competitive. He is mm-hmm. really good at setting the edge, I thought, and he's a quality pass rusher. Are they going to move him um, inside? That's sort of one of my questions because he is more of a defensive tackle. The values just isn't there the same for our purposes and IDP. So sort of that question. Had some trouble getting off blocks, yeah. and I think his versatility can hurt him. From our perspective again, because if they are you know having him as a defensive end, but they move them into people, not getting generally speaking as many opportunities as you would. So um he's definitely a defensive lineman. I don't think there's a question that he's gonna end up being an outside linebacker in anybody's scheme. And I think he's probably third round, fourth round type of prospect. But he he's an interesting guy to look at, kinda like I talked about prior on the and I forget whose name it was that I mentioned. Dylan Horton, I think, was the yeah. guy that we talked about. Where he reminded me of him just with the size mm-hmm. and the way that he played it—more um, of a yeah. true just defensive
0: end. So, yeah, he really tries to use that power um, in his game. You know, when he's you know rushing off the edge, and sometimes you know, as like you mentioned, I think that can kind of get him in trouble with his ability to get off blocks. I don't really think he does an excellent job of creating separation between himself and the the you know lineman that he's going up against a lot of times what he'll try to do is just overpower the lineman um he plays a little bit high at times um that was one thing that i saw but he does play a pretty good balance <clears throat> um like to see his block shedding improve i think that's that's one area that he could for sure improve in his sack numbers weren't you know anything super super special six sacks in uh 2022 uh was a career high for a season 11 and a half tackles for loss, 45 tackles. He's pretty consistent in the tackle category. So at least in college, he had a good floor there. Um, But I worry about, you know, him having some limitations and and, uh, at the NFL level, Um, I don't know that he's just going to be able to just overpower everyone. And, um, you know, so... He's a little bit lower on my list, but again, he is still an intriguing prospect in terms of, you know, you look at this RAS score, he ran a four seven nine forty. 9.40. Um, all of his agility testing looked really good. So um, you do like to see that from a guy who could potentially be moved inside. I would agree that um, I think the the way he plays, I, certainly not going to put him in an outside linebacker role. He's, he's certainly like a more traditional edge rusher and could potentially be moved inside, especially – you know, looking at his size, 6'5", 278. Um, but you know, the speed is interesting from the inside. If they were to move him there, I'd be curious to see um, if he would be able to make good use of that from the inside um, and be effective that way. So we'll see where he goes. We'll see how he gets used, what system he goes into. Um, he's in. He's got some intriguing qualities, but overall I think he's kind of a prospect that I'm a little bit lower on.
1: As a segue into it, who did you like more out of him? Um, or the next guy on our list here, Derek Hall.
0: Uh, man, that's interesting. Probably Derek Hall. Um, yep. Just because I think of the speed and, and the playmaking all over the field, I think he has the ability to cover more ground. Um, and he is younger, um, 22 years old, <clears throat> uh, 6'3, 251. So again, Not the biggest player in this class, but when you look by the numbers, whether it's, you know, the RAS score or the production overall, I thought his RAS score looked really good. I mean, he ran a four, five, seven, and that just speaks to that. You know, his agility scoring was great and his ability to cover ground. I think this is a guy who we could see probably be more productive off the edge and even potentially be able to play in more of a, an outside linebacker role. Um, He was able to generate five. Course fumbles over four years. Um, didn't do a whole lot as far as passes defended. So in coverage, he didn't do a whole lot, but um, he was able to generate some sacks 19 and a half sacks, 29 and a half t- uh, tackles for loss, and 146 tackles, which I think really shows a demonstrated floor for him. And I think that's important at the NFL level. Um, again, I don't think that he's an elite prospect. I think he's, again, probably a day two guy. I would say early to mid-day two, probably not second round, but um, maybe late second or third, not early. Um, So we'll see where he goes, what kind of system he gets in as well, and um, see if he's able to do something at the NFL level. He's certainly worth keeping an eye on, I think.
1: The thing that I liked out of him is he was the most aggressive guy just on the field out of these guys that we watch. I mean, he just – has a motor and he wants it and the the pass rush for the guy, I mean, clearly he doesn't always hit home uh, with those stats out there, but he is always just, you know, heat sinking missile, if you want to call it from that rushing position. Now that can cause issues for you, you know, recognition. Is it a play fake or something like that issues
0: getting too deep?
1: Yeah. Flexibility and you know the bend weren't elite, but the power that he has the aggression, good arm length. Like you said, that frame is nice. I think he's going to have a career in the NFL, and I think he could, with the right coaching, certainly turn into a great edge rusher. So he's out of sort of these later names that we're talking about here outside of Will Anderson, one of the guys that I'm really interested to see how high he goes at the NFL level because if he gets that, you know, day two, second-round draft capital at all, I think they're going to be looking at the same sort of stuff, saying, all right, he's got that motor and that get-to, that flexibility to go get the quarterback. We just need to probably rein him in a little bit, so yeah. he isn't just you know, biting too hard on some of these mm-hmm. plays. But I'd rather have that than a guy who's passive. And I think that's how the NFL sort of looks at it too. So,
0: yeah. And if you could teach discipline to a guy like that, and, and have him be able to get straight down the line on on plays, and and not you know get wash, not essentially just wash himself out of the play just purely by trying to use his athleticism more than he should, then I, I definitely think that that's going to be uh, good for his game.
1: And that's going to do it for our edge rushers. Again, if you got any guys that you have more questions on, hit us up. You can see at Roto Heat Austin at Roto Heat Craig Discord. You can go find us Facebook. And next week we are going to have our little game we've played the past two years. Sort of, sort of predicting what we think is going to happen in the NFL draft. You know, first cornerback taken, who's it going to be? All that sort of fun stuff, and we'll sort of recap the NFL draft from an IDP perspective and how we did the following week after the draft is all said and done. That's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in here. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, getting ready for the NFL draft. Have a great night, everybody.
0: The IDP Heat Seekers is a proud member of the Roto Heat family of podcasts. Find more content on Dynasty, Redraft, Devi, and more at rotoheat.com.